I confess, when I was 12 years old, a friend and I found a trash bag full of vintage porn in the woods. That was a summer to remember. How many people found vintage porn in the woods? My kid is 13, and I'm wondering, like, where? We don't even have any woods in our our neighborhood. Find the woods. Like, what's going to happen? This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please come back when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on February 20th, 2014. Adam Sultan will share his Bedpost Confessions. Here is Adam. Hi. Uh, I'd like to warm up with a poem, as I sometimes do. I was uh, actually performed at the Poetry Bedpost. I don't know if any of you were there. That's actually when I realized poetry was a thing, and I sucked at it. So I just give myself permission to write whatever. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Sugar, do you want me to use some more lube? It's just getting a little dry. I don't mean that stuff we used last time. I remember you complained about it burning. But I bought some other stuff at the packaged menswear. Supposed to be the bomb. Or I could just use saliva. I like when I can simply drool, and it hits right where the top of my shaft and your clit meet. But I admit it's a risk. What if I miss? Then it's just like spitting on you. I don't remember if I ever asked you if you like being spit on. I'll go fetch the lube now. And also, can I take my thumb out of your ass? My wrist is starting to feel numb. This is some uh, vintage porn I found in the woods. This is entitled, wait for it, Bedpost Confessions. Dear Diary, I feel silly writing in this book as if I'm actually addressing a real person, but I also feel lonely, so there's that. The other thing I feel is comfortable as I glance at my warm, covered toes in my brand new bed. New to me, at least. I recently inherited it from my grandmother, rest her soul. To be honest, I never thought I'd care for, let alone afford, a firm, posture-fucking-peta, queen-size bed. No more shitty, soft-ass mattress or that obnoxious futon with a cat vomit stain. Thanks, whiskers. Rest her soul. Did I mention the beautiful hand-carved maple frame cornered with four ornate bedposts? What a noble sight. The posts standing at attention like proud wooden soldiers guarding over me and assuring I get the rest I need. It just feels so right. Good night. Dear Diary, whoa, what a shitload of weird dreams. I dreamed I was being chased by a cat, maybe whiskers, only she was big like some jungle cat. Then I'm holding her in my arms. No, she's holding me and I'm sucking her dick? So weird. Perhaps I'm just adjusting to my new bed. Did grandma have weird dreams? 
She did have a cat. Actually, four cats. I, I don't want to think about it. Time to start the day, right? Bedposts? <laughs> Maybe I should be talking to you instead of this book. Dear bedposts, well, three nights of dreams about doing it with wild animals. What gives, guys? I thought you were going to protect me. Dear bedposts, this morning I pulled the comforter off me and was shocked to encounter a funky crust on my stomach. I'd almost forgotten I masturbated last night, hoping if I rubbed one out I wouldn't dream again about blowing a panther. Been feeling lonely as usual and a little bit deprived. I'm nearly comforted looking at you bedpost, surrounding me like four tall men, skinny brown men, or thick, long penises. Anyway, I'm off to the north door to drink. Dear bedpost, as the morning sun gently washes over you, bouncing off your glistening ball crown, casting your long-ribbed shadows across my torso, I sit at the edge of my grandmother's bed, poisoned with shame. What the fuck got into me last night? I'm sorry if you feel used, but it's no match for how repulsed I feel for including you in such a life-risking act of masturbation. How dangerous was that? I mean, as if it wasn't enough, driving home at midnight six sheets to the wind after not hooking up with that hot Australian chick with the chest tats who somehow liked me. Tell me, how can one not have enough energy or coordination to stand, and yet they can drag their stepladder out from the garage, collect towels and a bottle of olive oil, perform odd stretching exercises, and spend a half an hour trying to grease up and sit on the equivalent of the world's tallest wooden dildo? I don't think I can look at you guys the same again. What would I be saying when my, the ambulance carted my half-dead impaled body away using the very bed I debased for a gurney? Thanks, Grandma. I'm sorry, guys. At least I tried to use a condom. I'll clean you up after breakfast. Dear bedposts, what sweet fucking luck. Not only did Marie come over, who I haven't been with in like 2,000 years, but she brought this friend of hers, a petite redhead named, actually, I forgot her name, and we gave the bed a proper christening. Holy shit, do I like boning Marie. And I discovered the extra height of my new mattress was perfect for rear entry while standing on the floor beside the bed. At one point, I had both girls lined up side by side on their hands and knees and took turns thrusting into each of them as their glorious asses beamed up at me. Although I nearly lost my erection when I suddenly pictured Grandpa doing the same thing to Grandma. But other than that, what a night. And did you all hear Marie's friend's orgasmic scream as Marie bit down on her clit while I had my face buried in Marie's bush? Okay, bedposts don't have ears. Wait, why have I been talking to my bedposts again? Later. Dear bedposts, so, it's been a couple weeks since I've written, but I assume you've been witness to all this depravity. Excuse me, awesomeness. I have to keep remembering what my therapist says about my low self-worth. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> so now, I get to add a guy to the list. What did I expect when my running buddy Mike, who I assumed was gay or at least a free spirit, asked to take a shower at my place after we had trekked around the lake? I just invited him over for a drink, 
but he was sweating all over my couch, so I told him to go for it. Leaving the bathroom door open helped. I felt an explosive pulse in my loins when I spied him getting out of the shower. Damn, he has a nice penis, whatever that means. I must have been thinking about it a while because I forgot to keep walking past the bathroom. Mike noticed and smiled at me as he wrapped his waist with my towel. He reminded me of girlfriends I've caught primping in the bathroom, but at least he didn't playfully wiggle his dick at me and squeal like a baby. What he did do is follow me in the bedroom. It's nice when you don't have to negotiate much. Are, are you, is this okay? More like, yeah, the condoms are in that drawer. Let's do this. I guess I was loosened up from the run, but things went from zero to 60 in about a half a minute, and I found Mike rocking his heart on back and forth in me in syncopated rhythm with our hard breathing. Then he lifted my legs and rode me like a wheelbarrow while I hung on for dear life to the two bedposts at the foot of the bed. I wonder, I wonder if this is how it feels for girls I've screwed this way. Really fucking painful. <laughs> Afterwards, I found myself curled up in a ball near the foot of the bed, cradling the footside right bedpost. Should, should I be giving you guys names? I half expected Mike to snuggle up to me from behind, but was glad he didn't. Want to hit the trail tomorrow, he asked as he was pulling his shirt back on. Sure, call me. You mean the running trail, right? What else would I mean? Dear Groucho, Harpo, Chico, and Zeppo. So I cooked dinner for Gwen, that dominatrix friend of Mike's, and in return she gave me an impromptu bondage session. I'd never been with her before, and I only knew her reputation by what she had bragged to me about it. I wasn't sure if she was a pro-dom or just some woman with a ball gag and an attitude. I mean, for one thing, when preparing me for the session, she asked a bunch of strange questions that didn't seem to have anything to do with anything, like, am I vegan and do I watch Game of Thrones? And when we finally brokered some kind of deal for the evening... Her eyes narrowed into a permanent squint, and she adopted a bad English accent. Next, she digs around her stuff and pulls out two pairs of what look like toy pink handcuffs. Really? Are those what you use? I ask as we moved into my room. I mean, do you know how to use rope or anything? Gwen looked at me and said, shut up. I mumbled some vague apology and tried to clarify myself, explaining how I just thought Doms would be more blah, 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 and it became imminently apparent I was just going to talk myself into my own submission. So I shut up, which accomplished the same thing. Seconds after that, I was staring at the toy pink handcuffs clinching my ankles to the bedposts. Then Gwen starts pulling all sorts of shit out of her Paul Frank tote bag, and now I'm watching some sort of electrodes being fastened to my nuts and praying I don't pass out. Everything Gwen owned looked like it was purchased at Toys R Us, but it felt like it was from Home Depot. I sincerely doubt I was getting off as much as she was. We had to call it short anyway as she had an appointment with a paying client. Maybe that's when she got out the real hardware. Gwen packed up her things and said, Jolly good show, mate, before sliding out into the cool, dark night. I still don't think she was a pro, but for the price of a homemade dinner, I'm not complaining. Shit, 
I just noticed one of those handcuffs put a nick in the bedpost. Damn it. Hey, why don't I add to it by notching up all my conquests <laughs> or my defeats? No, conquests. Stop beating yourself up. <laughs> but seriously, notches in my grandmother's bedpost, that would just look weird. Good night. Dear bedpost, I just discovered a bunch of notches on the right bedpost at the head of the bed, and they're not mine. No way, Mima. If I recall correctly, I think this bed may have been her parents. So how many generations are going to rack up their sex scores on this thing? It's like The Shining, where the murderous spirit of the haunted house gets passed down from caretaker to caretaker. You've always been been the master of the bedroom, Mr. Sultan. <laughs> What's next? A beautiful woman getting out of a bathtub who turns into an old hag as we embrace. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Good night. Dear bedposts, so did you read the last entry, whoever's reading this? Well, it's two days after I wrote it, and guess who just crawled out of the bathtub and into my arms? An elegant, sexy, but much older woman. I met her at an art opening, and our unspoken lust was ignited over cheap red wine and a mutual dislike of the photography exhibited. This shit looks like Instagram, I told her. What's Instagram, she said. Her name was Evelyn, and I remember her name because it's my grandmother's name. But unlike my grandmother, when Evelyn called me handsome, her eyes dropped to my crotch. And when I told her I just got a new bed, she said, that sounds like an invitation to come over, which she accepted. <laughs> Older women have a real no-bullshit approach to life, which I like, especially if it's going to involve sex. Evelyn was just ready for this, an old pro. Maybe she liked younger, older gentlemen. <laughs> or she had a bed like mine and felt at home. Beautiful, she said as she ran a slender finger along the sideboard. And look at those bedposts. I almost answered, yeah, that one's Groucho. I tried to screw Harpo once, but I thought better than divulging my wanton secrets so soon, especially concerning furniture. Evelyn could have easily been my mom's age, but she insisted on calling me daddy throughout our brief tryst. Even when I was nursing on her well-nursed tit and she was gliding her moist hand over my shaft. That's it, Daddy. That's it. By the way, we didn't actually screw, which is what a younger generation might refer to as having sex. I suppose there's time for that later, if she doesn't die. Listen to you. Listen to you. Dear bedposts, had lunch with my pal Jeannie yesterday. She asked if I was going to see bedposts this week. I see them every night, I told her. Then I explained about the bed, leaving out the prurient details. She expressed excitement at the chance of seeing it, and I know she already gets enough sleep, so I did some quick math and invited her over. When she came by, I was a little drunk, and she was a little more excited. I like the fact that Jeannie's excitable, because she shows it by ejaculating all over the place. However, yeah. However, as we wrestled around in bed, I couldn't keep my sexual cynic quiet, and in minutes we got in a familiar argument over the contents of her squirt juice. Jeannie kept insisting, it's not urine. Then what is it? I don't know, she countered. 
But if you keep this up, I'm going to squirt it all over your bedposts. Do not do that. <laughs> then I thought about it. You know what, Jeannie? Do it. In fact, I'll fucking race you. And we were off. Tickling, wanking, rubbing, beating ourselves off mercilessly at turns, laughing and moaning as we watched each other masturbate from the corners of our eyes. Finally, Jeannie parted her legs wide and arched her back in an upward bow, aiming to the left, yelling, This is it! And I jumped out of my, onto my knees and, and aimed my pistol right, yelling, Take that, bitches! And we both showered the hapless wooden soldiers before they knew what was coming all over them. We watched as my strings of semen hung like tinsel off the ball finial and Jeannie's pseudo-pee rolled down the corrugated shafts of the bedposts. And at that moment, I felt a confession arise in me. I don't even care about you guys. You know what? I'm not sorry I defiled you. I'm sorry I started humanizing you. It's been nothing but chaos up in here. Not that I'm not loving it. But a bed is a bed. How about a good night's sleep, for fuck's sake? I'm done talking to you. Adam, who are you talking to? Jeannie said, no one, Jeannie. No one at all. <laughs> Dear diary, had my first night's sleep with no more than myself, my bed, and a clear head in what seems like forever. My placid rest was devoid of dreams, and I awoke clean and refreshed. It just feels so wrong. Adam Sultan is the co-conspirator of the Sado-Vaudevillian act Mistress Stephanie and the Melodic Cat and performs in the Bowie tribute band The Super Creeps. If that isn't sexy enough, he recently performed in the play coincidentally titled Adam Sultan, which was not about sex but did touch on death, which is sort of close. This is Adam's first Oscar and his second nomination. Bed Post Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of the I Want Your Sex podcast at MiaOnTop.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin at InnuendoStudios.com. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bed Post Confessions at BedPostConfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bed Post Confessions on Facebook and Bed Post Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, sometimes when me and my wife pussy rub, our breasts fart. But it's a very endearing one, and there's other things that I can't read, but it does say heart, pussy rub, and then there's a diagram of a pussy or a little <laughs> picture. So heart. I think they're embracing the pussy rub, yeah. which you've got to. I confess, I have a bit of a sexual OCD. I have to orgasm in threes. If I come four times, I have to make it to six. But then if I'm not done, then I have to get to nine. It gets a little nuts. I love that, actually. Yeah, that's fun with math.